Hey everybody, it's Jared from Hey I'm Walking here. I want to take a quick ad break today to talk to you about Anchor, the free podcast distribution platform. I use Anchor and there's tools in the app that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor is great because it will even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the major platforms. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make in a podcast in one place. So get started today and download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, let's start the show. Right. Uh, welcome, Kyla McGrath. And I got that right, right? Yes. All right. All right. So we just talked about weird names before this because I had to make sure I had that uh, correctly. This is actually the first conversation between Kyla and myself because I saw she's starting a really cool looking podcast uh, called Cafe Fine, which I believe is based on the This Is Fine meme, right? That is yep. correct. Yes. Yeah. This, that's just a great meme. It's a great meme. Uh, It really applies to this year uh, just terribly. So, um, but we, you are also a stand-up comedian uh, in the Metro Detroit area. How long have you been doing comedy for? Um, a little over a month. Oh, okay. (laughs) All right. So you're brand new to the scene then. Yeah. I've really only done it three times once in real life and twice virtually okay what uh what was the real life mic that you went to uh i did a show at tangent gallery called uh like the cringe competition cringe comedy competition um and i didn't win so (laughs) maybe i'm not cringy (laughs) that's probably a good sign not winning your first competition because one thing I've learned from stand-up comedy is it humbles you really fast sometimes. So, just oh yeah, get- I went in with the expectation that I was like gonna bomb totally. <laughs> no one was gonna understand anything I was saying, or I was just gonna like freeze up. But it was okay. <laughs> so, did you have a bunch of family and all that come out to oh, see no, you? I didn't tell anyone? No, you just did it under the fly. Oh yeah, I, like my boyfriend went with me, but like I literally didn't tell anyone. Because I was like, if I horribly bomb at this, I don't want anyone to know about it. So right, right, yeah. I see. I did the I did the exact opposite where I broke the rule where I told anyone and everyone, and I felt like an absolute god at comedy because everyone was laughing because they were just my friends. But then when you do your material like I did to other people, it's mm-hmm. uh, not quite as funny when they're not your friends. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, how has your experience been with virtual mics then? Um, it was kind of mixed. So like the first one I did, I really enjoyed and it was really cool. And then like the second one I did, which I did them in the same night, which I think, I don't know if that had anything to do with it, but the second one, there was just a lot more people and it was only in zoom. So like a lot of people just like didn't have their mics on and stuff. And like the other one I did, 
everyone had their mics on and we were all like interacting the whole time and stuff. So it was just felt like the first one felt like really fun. And like, I'm talking with people and the other one felt like, like a zoom comedy show, like where it's Mm. just quiet a lot of the time. And I'm like, I can't tell if anyone's laughing or no one's laughing like the whole time. And so I, I think also I decided like randomly in the middle of my set, I'm like, Hey, right now is a great time to try a new joke. And Mm -hmm. it didn't, it didn't, it totally screwed me up and I like didn't know what I was doing. And then I was like, okay, so I don't know if I actually bombed or if I like just, it was also, I think it was a mixture of that and the fact that like no one had their mics on and I could only see like two people's faces. And I'm like, oh, this is weird. Like (laughs) I'm performing to a bunch of avatars and I can't hear anything. Yeah. It's like, it's like practicing, but with something riding on it where it's like, you know, people can hear you, but you're also like, you want the response. You don't want it to feel like a practice. Like you, Mm -hmm. you want, you want that laughter. Yeah. I, I've always thought that the zoom mic was kind of like the zoom open mics were kind of weird. Uh, But I've also kind of been like, Oh, maybe I'm not that good at comedy because nobody's asked me to do it. (laughs) (laughs) I just asked someone to do it. I just asked a couple people to put me on because I was like, well, actually someone asked me. And then I was like the second time I asked someone else. And I was just like, I don't know, I guess I'll give it a shot. But I, I had I was and I've only, I'm brand new to this so it's like I have no really room to be picky but I was like I once I just went for the pr- first time and did it in real life and I was like I don't know if I want to try doing the zoom stuff I want to kind of just like keep going that way but I just figured I would try and like I had a good experience and like an okay experience so mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I'll continue doing it I think I liked I really loved the format the first show did where we were like just it was like five comedians and then they had two people in also as an audience member and it was live streamed on Facebook. So people were like commenting Mm -hmm. and like, we were just kind of performing for each other, but it was like the first time I'd ever met those dudes and they were like super funny and like we all vibed really good. So we were all kind of like bouncing off each other a little bit too. And I just like, I would love to do that format again for sure. Mm -hmm. That was cool. So what is uh, the inspiration for your material early on so far? Because you said you're brand new. So have you been writing for a while? Like, have you done any other kinds of writing? Or is this like your first stab at comedy writing and the whole process? Yeah, so it's pretty much my first stab at it. I, um, I quit drinking a year and a half ago and then I had like a bunch of time on my hands because I was spending a lot of time doing that. And so I just randomly kind of stumbled upon like the Joe Rogan podcast, you know, and then I kind of fall into some more comedy podcasts and I'm like, oh, I didn't know this was like a thing you can do. Mm-hmm. This is awesome. And it like, I would just have them playing over and over and over again while I'm you know, doing stuff around the house or driving places. And as I kind of continued to like not drink and listen to the podcast, I was like, oh, I feel like a connection to this. It's like, I, I'm kind of getting a perspective on like just the world. Like I'm only 25, but I'm like starting to like, be like, okay, you know, like this is what's happening. And I'm like, I just kind of wanted to try it out. And So that was kind of how I got with the podcast, but like with comedy, um, I just kind of was like, 
I don't know. I feel like, I guess I felt like for a long time, I couldn't do it for a long time. I've wanted to do it for probably like a year now. And I was like, oh, you can't, like, I could never get up and talk in front of someone like, that's not me. And then Mm -hmm. um, the pandemic happened. So I had a great excuse. I was like, well, I definitely can't do it now, you know, (laughs) wait a little longer. And um, then I just randomly saw that event was going on at Tangent Gallery and I love that place. So I was like, whatever, I'll just give it a shot. And I was like, literally the day before I was like, maybe I just won't go. I don't know. I just like was very uh, nervous about it. But a lot of my material really just, I talk about, you know, what it's been like quitting drinking, um, what it's been like uh, to just kind of uh, be some of the things I've picked up on and been interested in since quitting drinking. It's really about that so far because that was kind of the first experience where I've had like, oh, I can talk to people and relate about this thing. And it's funny a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. So was drinking like along the lines of like an issue or was taking a lot of time and now you're just off of it for good or because that's it. (laughs) okay because that seems an alcoholic like i say that in my act and stuff like i and my podcast like it's a big uh kind of part of where i kind of got like just the ideas for my stand-up was like once i kind of put two and two together like oh like you're not as great as you could be when you drink and then i stopped doing that and then i kind of started getting some confidence where i was like okay actually maybe i'll try doing stand-up now Mm. because like I don't hate myself that much anymore, you know. Yeah. Well, the good news is there's a lot of uh, really good comedians in the scene. Uh, one of the one of them who I look up to a lot uh, that have had issues with uh, like drugs and alcohol in the past, who are just phenomenal comedians. So I think you're well on your way to being <laughs> in good company with uh, people who really work on their craft. Um, so I'm curious, you said the Joe Rogan podcast is inspiration for you. What other comedy podcasts uh, have got you interested in doing comedy and kind of learning more and building that courage? I, this Okay, so um, I was a big fan of the Congratulations podcast by Chris D'Elia, which is kind of controversial, but I used to love that podcast and I would just listen to it all the time. And I love... Uh, Theo Vaughn's podcast this past weekend. I love the podcast Whitney Cummings does. Um, She's like a big inspiration of mine. And I just, I like kind of that whole realm of like Bobby Lee and um, yeah, I'm trying, I love uh, your mom's house. Mm -hmm. One of my favorites. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I am right there with you with congratulations. My Spotify wrapped came out this year and (laughs) Uh, it was my number one and that was the podcast that I listened to the most last year. Um, mainly because I, cause I mentioned this before I went and saw Chris D'Elia before all this happened. Like he was like my number one. Dude, I saw him comic. too. Yeah. Did you see him at the Masonic? Yeah. Yeah. We were at the same show then. Yeah. 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 And that show was incredible. It like, was fun. I had yeah. a great time. That was my first time ever seeing like a live comedian, like buying tickets to go see them. Yeah. And I 
like I don't feel guilty for like going to that show or enjoying that content, but I definitely now it's like I can't be like, oh, I still enjoy that content. You know, I can't I can't be like I can't be like, oh yeah, like any anything he does now, I can't like, you know, support now that I know, you know, what's really going on. But it's like I can't feel bad for like watching a stand-up special that, you know, came out like five years ago, you know, when like nobody knew that. It's like I can't feel bad for you know, there's just bad people that do things that nobody knows about. And then when they know about them, it's like, well, crap. Now <laughs> my source of entertainment is gone. I mean, when my Spotify wrapped and I looked at it, it was like literally half the people on any of it, like music or podcasting, they've been canceled. So yeah. It's like it's been a bad year for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's not really a whole lot of people you can listen to anymore that haven't been canceled a couple of times. So, yeah. And yeah, I mean, there's definitely, you know, certain degrees of cancellation but definitely i would be surprised if crystalia came back and did anything because this one was pretty bad like that was pretty bad so it was really unfortunate everything kind of speaks to it too like the fact that yeah. anything it's like okay well okay <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh it's tough because i mean that you know on one hand you know i'm kind of glad you know all of that came out so it's like you know like oh i can't you know like i'm not listening to someone who's doing something wrong like i that's not like what i like because you want all your heroes to be heroes right like you want them to be good people like in their actual life so you know it is what it is but it was a great show i enjoyed myself i thought it was really funny yeah like a big he was a big reason why i actually started doing stand-up so it's like i that's something i like have to figure out how to talk about because it's like it's just how it is and i think like i wouldn't i don't know he was like an influence to me so i was like i don't know how i'm gonna talk about it but i'm like somehow gonna figure out a way to talk about it because yeah (laughs) yeah i mean like his his crowd work was like because i i tried to do a lot of crowd work in my comedy and like it was he was in like my top five comedians basically because of his crowd work. Like he's got so many specials on you or like bits on YouTube where he's just like works a crowd for 10 minutes. Like, and I don't know. It's just, it's tragic because I wish I could still like enjoy watching those videos and like mimicking that style, you know? Mm -hmm. But one thing, one thing I have noticed though, when people get canceled is people are like, well, I never liked that person. I'm like, Oh, it's, it's okay to say that you did. It's just, you can't like, you know, obviously being forward, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go to his shows anymore. I'm not going to watch any stuff that he's in, unfortunately, but you know. Yeah, I agree. It's just like, I feel the same way. I just like would want to like, I mean, I don't watch his stuff really anymore. I'm not really interested in anything he does, but it's like I was. And when I did, I didn't know that there was anything wrong going on. So I'm not going to lie and say I didn't like it. Like, that's way more deceitful of you to lie and be like, no, I didn't like anything. Or I like when people were like, I never liked him at all. And he's always been horrible. And and it's like, all right, well, I'm glad you feel comfortable. You can say that now. Like, yeah, (laughs) yeah. It's like before this came out, nobody was saying that. (laughs) But yeah, uh, one thing I wanted to talk about, as you mentioned, when we were talking briefly before the the show started is your name is Kyla. My name is Jared. Those are very unique names. Uh, 
And you mentioned that you got called the wrong name on stand-up set. And I'm curious to hear more about that story because that's happened to me as well. Um, yeah. <laughs> so the first time I went on stage, um, the guy was like, who was reading up the lineup and was like going to say my name. Um, my name's Kyla McGrath. And he just called me Beth McFarlane. And I was like, and he's looking at me. He's just like, and I didn't know if there's like another comedian there named Beth McFarland and I'm not supposed to go up and I was like like what mean he was like Beth and I'm like no and he's like oh well uh, hold on and then he's like oh okay uh Kyla and I just like come up and I'm like hey it's Kyla not Kayla um oh because then he called me Kayla actually he said it's Kayla McGrath and I was like uh still not it um so I corrected him when I got up there and he and then he also goes Oh, I, it's cause I've been watching a lot of the Queen's Gambit lately. And you remind me of the girl from the Queen's Gambit. And I was like, Oh, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. So are you very good at playing chess is the next question. I've never played chess. <laughs> so I saw, uh, I saw like the, it was the Netflix effect from the Queen's Gambit. This is a random side tangent, but it was like, <laughs> Internet searches for chessboards increase this month. Purchases for chessboard increase this month. How to play chess increase this month. And I was like, nobody's interested in playing chess in 2020. I was like, it's just unless you're like a child prodigy where you go and win all those tournaments. Like we're gonna play against. We're all in lockdown. Exactly. Like <laughs> there's there's no no ver- I I don't I play a lot of video games and I've never once wanted to play virtual chess with my friends. Like, it's just not a thing. I'm sure that game's out there somewhere. I was so hesitant to watch the show. I was like, I'm not watching that fucking show after. <laughs> I'm sorry. If I, I can't. No, you're it. fine. You're exactly. good. I was like, yeah. I saw it on Netflix and I was like, I'm not going to watch that show. And I kept putting it off. And then finally I caved in. I watched it all in like a day. And I was like, damn, that was good. Netflix is so <laughs> good at making any show have the most interesting and best first season. Oh, yeah. And, um, like like the worst part was like getting hooked on house of cards because that show like literally went down in shambles obviously kevin spacey terrible person but like it even went even further into just terrible writing and a horrible show and the first season of that show was incredible and Mm -hmm. sucks but yeah i've had i've had similar experiences i got called randy uh my (laughs) i've had a buddy whose name is richie he got called kevin but the best part was when I got called Randy, uh, the person who was running the mic told the MC, it's really important you don't mess up the comics names. Oh and God. she messed up the names. <laughs> so it's so kind of funny. What job. <laughs> yeah. So I see you have uh, a new kitten. We talked about that yeah. a little bit. He's giving, or he's giving me anxiety right now because he's <laughs> walking on the banister and he's never done that before. I'm like, oh my God. If, if you need to walk away for a second, you're more than welcome to. Okay, he's fine now. He's what, he jumps down. He's okay. He's up by the ground. <laughs> What's your kitten's name? Uh, Felix. That was the name he had when I adopted him, and I just kept it because I was like, oh, it's cute. That's a good name. That's a good name. And it's like Felix the cat. It's like the most cat name you could have. Right. Yeah. What kind of cat is it? I don't know. A black and white one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, He's, I, they found, I adopted him from a shelter and they said they found him like up in the thumb of Michigan at a farm and he was in 
the engine of a tractor. Oh, wow. And he, there was like no other cats with him. So there's like, they couldn't find a mom or any brothers and sisters. Wow. Trying to steal my. He's really exploring. I know. (laughs) He's never like done any of this stuff before. So it's like, of course, the second I like turn my webcam on and I'm doing something, he's like, I think I should hang out with you now. (laughs) That's funny. Do you know how old he is? Uh, Three months. Oh, wow. So he is real brand new. Yeah. He's, he's he's pretty big for a three-month-old kitten. Yeah, he's a little warrior. He's I've so he's like my third cat. I have two other ones and they're big adult ones. And okay. like literally has no fear like at all. He's just been so comfortable here. He's like taken over the whole house and he's just like jumping on the other cats. Like he's <laughs> literally doing it right now. Have you always been a cat person? I'm just like an animal person. I I had dogs and cats growing up and lizards and snakes and frogs and everything. Like I have three younger brothers. So we just were like, we would catch stuff and that would be our pets too. We were just like very much animal people. Okay. So I am deeply terrified of snakes and I'm curious. Yeah. So did you own like exotic snakes or were they like snakes you found like outside or? Like, yeah, like gardener snakes we'd find outside. It was funny because they'd be like really tiny ones, like just like that big. And like the one time I really picked one up, like it peed on me. So I was like, that's why I'm scared of snakes. I'm like, I don't want them to pee on me. (laughs) So I was like, I'm good. You guys can do that now. Yeah, I have a pretty irrational fear of snakes for living in Michigan because there's not really any snakes that can do anything to you in Michigan. You really have to go to like the Southwest or the South to find more venomous snakes. But I I did meet uh, a gentleman from Australia once. I worked with him and in Australia, they have like seven very venomous snakes and it was nice because we got the bond over that because <laughs> he was definitely afraid as well. And he just could not understand why Americans kept snakes as pets because in Australia, that's just not a thing. <laughs> yeah, I would not ever really want one as like a pet pet. We would like catch them and keep them in like a little plastic box in our driveway for like <laughs> a day and like be like, it's our pet. And my parents would be like, no, it's not. <laughs> this is a catch and release program. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So uh, you said you mentioned you growing up with brothers. Are you the only girl in your family or? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm the oldest and the only girl. Okay. So does that, do you think that's going to inspire any of your future comedy growing up with multiple brothers then? Definitely. I get my sense of humor, like mostly from them. Cause I'm really close with my brothers and like, we just like have to, I've just like developed a really weird sense of humor with them to where it's like, I don't know if they tell if I were to run like a joke by them and and they told me like they would tell me straight up like that's not funny you're actually making me cringe like I can't stand you right now <laughs> like so I I really have like a lot of crazy stories with them and stuff so I definitely am gonna like dive into that and it really I think it's yeah inspires my sense of humor and I think I just like I don't know I have like a dude mentality where I'm just like mm-hmm. I don't know I like just vibe with guys and I'm like um always I don't know like just like doing really weird things and like um like I don't know like I I I have a lot of girlfriends but I love like dudes and hanging out with dudes because it's just like my brothers are just crazy and we make up really weird 
like references and shit and I just love that like time with them and stuff so yeah I'm definitely gonna have to dive into that more yeah so with the pandemic have you seen them a bit or is it kind of more isolated or yeah a little bit here and there um two of them live out in Kalamazoo and then one of them still lives with my parents because he's a little bit younger Mm -hmm. um so I, I see them sometimes, but not as much as I wish. Like, and when we do, it's like, we have to be outside. Plus they're, they, well, the two of them in Kalamazoo go to Western. So I'm like, do not come near me. Like yeah. <laughs> you're at a college. <laughs> I'm scared of you. Yeah. Whereabouts are you at these days? Are you uh, in the Metro Detroit area? I'm in Ypsilanti. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So, uh, so I'm curious to find out a little bit more about the upcoming podcast cafe fine so for our listeners out here who might be interested in uh hearing some more can you give us kind of like a description or you know what the premise is of cafe fine yeah so um it's basically a podcast where uh we kind of make fun of and give shed a little light humor on a bunch of really screwed up things that have been going on um mostly 2020 but I mean I'm sure a lot of us have messed up things that stretch way beyond past that and I just think it's like fun to like talk about how screwed up everything is and how we're all kind of like pretending it's not and that like meme um of the this is fine meme of the dog sitting at the table like I was trying to think of a name for it and I was thinking about um like things I like and I don't drink, but I love caffeine as a, as a result. Uh, so I was thinking about the word caffeine and I kind of like rearranged it. I was like, cafe fine. And I was like, Oh, and I thought of the dog and I was just kind of like, okay, I'm going to like go with that because I've been tripping out over what I should name my podcast. Cause I didn't really have much of an idea for it. And that's kind of why I waited a while. Um, and then it just kind of came to me and I was like, okay, well, I'll just go with that and I'll see what happens. And uh, I really think it's been going pretty good so far. I've only done two episodes by myself so far, but I have a lot of guests lined up. Hopefully you. Yeah. So, just let me know whenever you want me to yeah, join. So, I'd be happy to. Yeah. So I have like a lot of comedians that I've been talking to recently that want to come on. So I'm going to probably do like a uh, couple episodes with like two of my closest friends and then dive into some of the comedians just to like warm myself up a little bit talking mm-hmm. and interviewing people because that's going to be a new skill set also I'm trying to do <laughs> so yeah I guess that's kind of where I'm at with it and um I'm gonna hope I'm gonna be doing zoom too and I want to do guests uh in person eventually so hopefully that'll come one day yeah yeah <laughs> one of these days when life is some uh, some semblance of normal so on the first two episodes what are the topics that you guys dive into on the show I just kind of cover in the first episode like this is why I'm making this podcast. This is what it's about. Um, This is who I am. And then the second episode, I kind of explain why I started stand-up comedy and what my influences are and kind of my whole relationship with stand-up and 
Um, that's pretty much it so far. And then the next episodes that are coming, I think I'm going to have one of my friends on and we're going to talk about uh, like re uh, recovery and addiction, specifically like what it's like in the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm going to have my other friend who's like my best friend that I've known since I was a little kid. Um, and we've been through some crazy shit together and we have crazy stories and we're just going to talk about, um, I think like mental health and, and, um, just girl friend stuff. Nice. I'm very interested to hear, uh, the expanded topics of, you know, recovery and all of that. Uh, you know, we're really big on mental health on the show too. So very interested to hear the future episodes. So, um, do you have any uh, any guests that you can reveal that are going to be going on? Um, other than my uh, two friends, I'm also going to have uh, my boyfriend on. I'm going to have my boss on. I'm going to interview them. And uh, I, I thought that would be kind of funny because my boss, he owns a recording studio because mm -hmm. um, I, I do photography work for them and some social media work and stuff. And so he owns a business. I'm like, that'd be kind of interesting to interview someone who's been operating a business during the pandemic, like a recording studio. And he's actually doing better than ever. So I was like, that's, that'd be kind of interesting. And he's fun. And my boyfriend, I think, um, would be kind of fun. He's my producer actually. So like whenever okay. I'm talking, I kind of bounce stuff off of him. Um, and he like helps me set up and stuff. So I think I'll definitely have them. My two best friends are going to be coming on. And I, the comedians that I have going on coming on are, um, I have like a huge list in my phone. So <laughs> I like, Oh, so Ray, uh, Jubella, he is someone I met, uh, this weekend over the zoom comedy thing. And I did, a show with him and he was so nice and gave me a lot of really good feedback afterwards. Like I asked if anyone would give me feedback and he just gave me like such good feedback. And I was so grateful for that. So I was like, I definitely want to have him on as like one of the first comics because he just like broke down, like, this is what you need to do to start stand up. This is what you're doing. This is what mm -hmm. you could work on, but like, don't even really trip about that right now. Just focus on not being so nervous. And I'm like, I can do that. Okay. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. It's always awesome, uh, you know, to have the comedians there who will help you out. And that's one good thing about the Michigan scene is everyone is really, uh, really wants to enable everyone else's success. I've noticed, like, if you go to some of the bigger markets, you know, Chicago, New York, it's definitely more doggy dog out there. So yeah. that's great. I'm also going to be having John McDonald on pretty soon. Um, I met him at the, he actually hosted the cringe comedy festival. He was the one that screwed up my name, but it's all love. I, <laughs> I think he's so funny and he's awesome. And so I um, just talked to him recently. I'm definitely going to have him on soon since he kind of gave me my first opportunity mm -hmm. and he's just hilarious. Nice. So, so uh, you mentioned you do photography. How long have you been doing photography for? Um, eight years. Oh, wow. Okay. So did you go to school for <laughs> photography or has this just always yeah. been your passion or? Well, I just graduated, um, college. I got my bachelor's in photography, um, in May. So I finished in the pandemic, which was fun. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
that was kind of interesting and um yeah but I've always kind of I I just kind of always was like I'm gonna be a photographer all my life I don't know that's just kind of what I thought I was gonna do and I still do it all the time and it's like my job and I love it but I I also do art that's like one of my paintings and I just do a oh, bunch wow. of anything like creative I'm like into so mm-hmm. I'm just really like you know uh and I don't know people sometimes I get told that I have like too many passions and I'm into too many things I'm just kind of <laughs> like okay well that sounds like you are really boring actually <laughs> aren't, aren't we all I mean I mean the human brain is you know quite fascinating in how distracted and you know kind of a muck it can run into being involved in the different things also I feel like it's hard in 2020 not to be a Swiss army knife with passions. It's not like the fifties where you can be like, Oh, this is Tom. He's the wood guy. He makes wooden benches and that's it. Also, he's got a mansion with five kids and he'll retire and live perfectly fine. Like in 2020, it's like, yeah, I have to work 30,000 jobs just to buy bread. And I still don't have insurance. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So it's like, it's not, it's not the fifties anymore. You can't just be a vacuum salesman. Like no. people just go, people just used to go to Sears to get vacuums. Like that's, <laughs> times have changed. Um, yeah, but that's awesome. So I, what kind of photography are you doing right now? None. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, well, I was curious, like you but, said you had a boss. So like, yeah, well, uh, I was doing a lot of live music photography for the recording mm-hmm. studio. It's Grove studios in Ypsilanti. Um, and we were putting on some shows and we were doing some podcasts. They actually have a podcast studio there um, back in the summer when things were a little bit like under the restrictions and stuff. We were able to meet in person. Um, so I was photographing a lot of performances and like musicians and um, kind of just stuff like that. Okay. Just fun. So, I love it. Yeah. So do you have a... Um like a target thing that you want to photograph so like some people you know they go and they do nature or they do more family photos or they do corporate photos or do you have like a thing you want to like bust into to photograph um well i love i'm really into fashion photography and uh musicians that's like my that was kind of my goal i kind of was like i want to do fashion photography but that's kind of a high aim because that's like just higher stakes. And there's a lot of people who want to do that. They're like, Oh, fashion photography. That sounds fun and easy. Take pictures of clothes. Woo. And like, mm-hmm. I totally, uh, so I kind of was just like, I'll kind of pick up on doing everything. So I really just am good at photographing people. And like, I love photographing people and like getting expressions out of them and like interacting with them and like capturing memories and moments for them and making them feel good about themselves which I think also like is part of why I like wanted to get into stand up is because I just like also replicating that kind of energy like when I'm on stage too. Nice. What kind of camera do you have behind you? Um this is a really old fashioned polaroid. Someone just gave it to me actually the other uh a couple mm-hmm. like uh I can't even keep track of time anymore. Maybe like 2 weeks ago someone gave me this. That thing is like a a beast Polaroid camera. It looks yeah, awesome. It's super old. I don't know if it really works. They said it didn't work, but I want to try to get it fixed. Yeah. I wonder if there's like a 
a 1950s-esque guy who just fixes cameras, like old cameras. I'm sure you'll find him. Oh, I already <laughs> found him. <laughs> nice. He's like a, literally a thrift shop in downtown Ypsilanti where I'm taking this dude soon and he's going to get fixed up. Nice. Yeah, I'm sure it'll run like a... Like a Hopefully. We'll Polaroid see. camera. I don't. I have no idea how they run. <laughs> I really um, don't. I mean, I know how they work, but I don't know how to fix them. Yeah. That's different. <laughs> yeah. My uh, my father-in-law, when we went to my brother-in-law's wedding, uh, one of my wife's cousins, or no, one of, one of his husband's cousins or friends, I forget, had like a camera that was doing like instant Polaroids, like one of the newer ones. Like, I think they're like more like fun cameras. It was just like a small Polaroid. And, uh, so I did the natural millennial thing where I took a picture of it and I posted it to Facebook mm-hmm. and we were like sitting down at a restaurant. My father-in-law started making fun of people who did that. And so I pulled up my Instagram and I go, Oh, you mean like this? And it was really comical how he just like roasted that for like two to three minutes. And like, I had done that like a half hour before he had made that joke. So, <laughs> you know. I just like to like, um, I usually only buy film for them when I'm going on a trip because mm-hmm. it's fun to just take the little snapshots. And like, it's also fun if I'm like around my friends with kids or anyone else who has kids, because they, if I have my camera out anytime the kids I'm around kids, they're always like, I want to touch it. I'm like, this is expensive. Yeah. Like, don't touch it. And like, so like I like to bring around like my little toy cameras I have and stuff like that when I'm on trips or like when I'm around kids because they can just like it's plastic it's forty bucks they can just kind of throw it around and yeah it's like, really easy to take photos with and a lot of times they just turn out fun it, like I have one actual Polaroid one step camera um, and that one's really fun to just like take the actual old they like it turns like old school Polaroid kind of pictures out i think i don't know how to describe it really just normal polaroid pictures but they're really cool nice so this has been an awesome chat we are rapidly uh approaching the lightning round which uh, we talked about this kind of our wrap up uh before i do that though i always throw it to the guests so if you have anything you want to promote i know we talked about your podcast a little bit but if you have anything you know your podcast whatever the time is yours to tell our audience whatever you got going on yeah, so check out Cafe Fine, or my podcast, yeah. And the website is cafe-fine.com. There's no little accent on the E because that's, like, too confusing for the word <laughs> to figure out for some people. Um, but I have some of my artwork here. On that website, you can also buy, like, some shirts with, like, some of my artwork on it and stuff like that. So I have some merch for sale on that website. So people want to check that out. I have stickers, masks, uh, shirts, and prints, and other things. So you guys can check that out. And um, yeah, follow me on Instagram at Kyla Rose McGrath and Twitter and also TikTok. I'm hip. <laughs> Same on all three. TikTok is just videos of my cats. Yeah. The essential social media of 2020. Mm -hmm. I can't wait until they're 
talking about how the elections will be hosted on TikTok in four years. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, as TikTok. Only in 15 second intervals, that's fine with me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So are you ready for the lightning round? Mm-hmm. All right. So first question, what is the favorite, your favorite painting that you've ever done? Ooh, um, probably this one. Uh, it's up there. I did this one recently. Um, cause it was like, I don't know. I was thinking about tripping on shrooms. <laughs> I was just thinking about it. Not like I've ever done it. Um, and I just kind of like painted that cause I just was thinking about it and I don't know, it just kind of came out of me. And so right now I'm kind of interested with this one and it's been the source of some of my other paintings lately. So right now it's this one, but probably next week it'll be something else. <laughs> Very cool. All right. Uh, question number two. Uh, what is your favorite camera to shoot on? I just got a Nikon Z6 mirrorless camera and I'm obsessed with shooting on it. I wish I had more opportunities to like get up close with people and photograph them because it's just like the quality of it is so crisp and clean and it is just such a cool camera. I'm really digging it. Yeah. Those mirrorless cameras are really something really something special i had a buddy at my last job who he had a i think he had a sony mirrorless camera and he really loved it yeah uh so what is your favorite pet you've owned growing up um my that's hard i can't pick a favorite (laughs) i love them all so much um I'll have to just say, I'll say my dog that died because that's just R.I.P. Stella. Yeah. Rest in peace, Stella. Uh, So we talked about you getting into comedy a little bit. Who or what is like uh, your favorite comedy bit from a comedian? Mm, I I really love... um, the podcast Bad Friends when Bobby Lee and Andrew Santino go back and forth with each other and they are just constantly coming up with these bits about um, just like kind of how they hate each other. I I think they're like pretty, I don't know how real life fueled they are, but just cracks me up. I love a good roast, a a good back and forth banter between two people and telling each other why they suck. Like I'm all for that. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) The roasting is the essential part of comedy, right? (laughs) Um, And last question, what are you most excited for about Christmas this year? Hmm. I was, my first thought was not leaving my house. (laughs) It's really, that sounds so harsh. Um, I I mean, I do, I, I do like the holidays and stuff, but I just get so stressed out and I'm overwhelmed and I'm like, I have to do all these things and, please all these people and that I'm just like, I'm kind of glad I get to just chill this year and like mm-hmm. just kind of hang out with my immediate family that I like am around. And um, like, I'm, I feel extra grateful for stuff this year just because like everybody's kind of lost something this year to an extent. So I feel like everyone got a little humbled. And so I'm just like pretty grateful for like my health and everything that I have right now. So that's really the best thing that I'm happy about. It's like, I'm, I'm almost done with this year and I'm making it out alive. Like, and that's all I can ask for. So yeah, that's really well put. That's really well put. And that is, I think that's a great way to end right there. So we thank you so much for coming on. 
Yes, thank you so much for having me. This is awesome. And everybody go check out Cafe Fine and buy some merch. And uh, maybe one day I'll stop by. But yeah, this has been great. So thank you so much. Thank you. All right.